All right, a real estate agent at 508 four to five years ago rises to number one in their core area, the northern beaches of Sydney, Australia. We're going to share the herbs and spices of what's needed to become that agent. Stay tuned. And that song, and that song, Mark was singing to it, is an original to Novak. Wow. Yeah, our uh, graphic design, our graphics, our art. I've got to watch what I call what I call Lisa uh, from uh, Lisa Glynn from our office, our art director. Yeah, she's a magician, isn't she? She's not a magician. She is a magician. She went searching for it. She's like, did you know that that song was written for us? And I was like, no. She goes, yep, that's an original. Wow, I didn't know that either. There you go. Mark was having a little sing-along to it. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Friday again. Friday again. Short week this week. Um, So fast. Yeah, aren't they? I know the older you get, the quicker it goes. So what are we talking about, Mark? We're talking about this morning, number one, Northern Beaches. For sales and listings. Well, if anyone doesn't know, it's not me. It's Lisa. And I'm going to interview you. Oh, okay. As to, you know, things that you can teach um, people in the industry. Yep. Um, as to why your client should use you. I think, you'll, you know, people that are buying, uh, that are selling, even maybe buying, can actually learn from some of your processes how that can benefit them. Uh, as to why they should use you. But all round, I think sometimes people like to have a good old poke as to how does she do it, what does she do, um, how can how, you know how can we implement that into our business, which may not particularly be real estate. Yeah. Um, and like, and just have a, and, and I'll give people a bit of a behind-the-scenes um, tour of, of what Lisa does as well. How quick, how quick that finger is at SMSing <laughs> and doing the, the hours and stuff. Yeah. Like First question. Yes. Uh, what is uh, what? Oh, I don't know how to break this up, but I'll do the quick version. What does your day look like? So a typical day, say, with Tuesday was a Thursday. What does that look like to you? What time do you get up? Um, get up usually at about five thirty, quarter to six. It's gotten later. I used to wake up at five o three, but straight away, and it's awful. But this is this is my life, guys. This is how I run my life. Um, I get onto my phone. That's the first thing that I do because there's usually an enormous amount of stuff that's gone on overnight. Um, and just start looking at through all of my social media messages, emails, responding to those. Anything that I thought about through the night um, usually gets dumped into our – we've got a – I've got a million groups on WhatsApp, but I've got a group within my um, – sorry, a, t- a team group on WhatsApp. So I usually dump a whole lot of stuff in there that I thought about through the night. And then you get to... I usually sleep pretty well, though. So your clients will start hearing from you from... Um, 5.30, 5.45 in the morning. So I'll put stuff into WhatsApp. I've got a WhatsApp group with every single listing that I have. Um, if you don't use WhatsApp... and you put, love WhatsApp. It's the best. It's just a very organised way of communicating with people. Um, and then the morning is just, you know, off and running. It's exercise, breakfast... Um, sorting kids that we've got adult children, but everyone obviously still needs love and attention. I think it's the first time you've ever said that. 
What? We've got adult children. We do have adult children. Yeah, seventeen-year-old and a twenty-four-year-old, two beautiful girls. Um, and then jump in the car. So there's a team meeting every single morning, um, without fail. No, like day off, whatever it is. But there's always a team meeting, and there's always it always amazes me how much we have to talk about in the team meeting because there's always a lot going on. Um, and then it's off and running appointments, um, photo shoots, social media appraisals I mean yesterday let's just run through what yesterday looked like let me bring up my calendar because this is just what a normal day looks like so I'll just quickly flash it around there so you guys can see there's a screenshot of what yesterday looked like so it was photography um 10 o'clock I had photos in freshie 11 o'clock I had to do videos for a North Manly property that's coming on 12 o'clock I had a um uh, appraisal one o'clock I had a vendor meeting two o'clock I had another meeting with a potential amazing listing that I've just gotten word that I'm getting three o'clock was another appraisal 3 30 was another one four o'clock I had to do a recording for New Zealand a conference that I'm doing there 4 30 was another appraisal then it was back to the office to catch up and seven o'clock was an auction meeting with some clients who were overseas home at I think nine o'clock um, but then we were sitting watching a documentary and I was back on my phone again. Yeah. And just so you know what that looks like. What? Watching um, at eight past eight o'clock. It sort of, it looks a bit like this. On the couch. I don't know about then, eight o'clock. Then like out of, nowhere, out, of, out of nowhere, it's like. <laughs> at about nine. 9.30. I usually have a glass of wine too, FYI. At about 9.30 then. <laughs> at about 10. And then it goes... <laughs> yeah, we had some cheese last night. And then like Netflix. And yeah. Netflix. And then at about... Your stump lease will stumble into bed at about 1 o'clock. <laughs> yep. But there was sleep before, like... That's the light. From sort of That's the 9.30, life. 10.30, like in and out like that. Yep. But it's on all the time, like literally on all the time. I did a conference last week, the Josh Tesselin conference. I've put some of the little snippets up onto, um, it's actually across our social media. But talking to most of the agents that were speaking there, and these agents were, you know, top agents in the country, um, we we're all just the same. It was literally carbon copies of each other. Please. Um... But it's a, it, it comes from a place. I just want to make this clear, guys. It comes from a place of love and passion. It comes from a place of love and passion. I never wake up in the morning and go, oh, i got to go to work. I never do that, ever. So Next question mark. There's almost like a... So if we just just rewind back, I'm not. I don't want to go back to the beginning for the sake of going back to the beginning, but I want to go back to the beginning because this hasn't changed, right from the beginning, which is four or five years ago. So and and just well, I had to, just to give everyone an idea. Number one out of five hundred and eight real estate agents, they're all great agents in the industry. We've had one hundred and fifty agents leave the industry in the last seven eight months in our core area. It's a hard gig. Yeah, uh, it is. They're they're great competitors. They're good competitors. But you know, but we, but 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 ploughing through that and getting to those sort of volumes, there was things that didn't change, believe it or not, and they were there from the beginning. What you know, as an example, um, your posture, 
or your attitude of what you just said with how you, how you like to look after customers, your ethos and stuff like that. What, what were the other things that haven't really changed from day one that you're like, that's what I'm going to do, and you just you just kept it and it's worked for you? So there's been lots, actually. Um, for those of you guys that don't know, I have been involved in the business for a really long time. I was doing the marketing initially at Novak. The business has been running now for just over 20 years. And then I was doing a lot of the admin stuff. So I was in more of a, a GM role for a couple of years there as well before I launched into sales. Um, but I had no idea what I was in for. I thought, oh, this is going to be a walk in the park when I come into sales because I know everything about the business. I didn't realise that it was just a whole different creature. But there was a lot that it allowed me to observe when I was sitting on those sidelines. And I always said to myself, when I come into sales, I am going to do things differently. And so, and, and, and consistently um, but Ooh, I always that, that that consistent trait's a big one of the yours. The consistent is once a massive trait. Once from five years to go, four years to go, three years to go, nothing. If you pick something up and it worked and you ran with it, and I won't it stop. Friggin' consistent. Yeah, and I and I just will not stop with it. And social media is is the perfect example of that. Yeah. So I saw that there was a massive segue there with um, agents not doing social media five years ago. So I decided that I was going to do that. Um, and the reason was I actually saw that there was a massive hole in the real estate market for a $0 marketing strategy. And it's kind of what we became famous for as a business for our zero dollar marketing strategy, I just thought, why is there no other option out there except paid marketing for vendors? So a real estate agent ordinarily still still says, if you wanna get your property on the market, Mr. Vendor or Mrs. Vendor, I need thousands of dollars. We'll go out, we'll get your property on the market and we'll test it there on realestate.com and domain. But there was a whole lot of vendors, Mark, that were saying, I don't wanna spend money on marketing, number one. Um, I don't want to be on the real estate portals in the event that I don't get the price. I don't want to have the property all over the real estate portals. And they just want to dip their toes in and test the market. So I saw a massive hole there that if I could get the right types of followers onto my social media buyers, then I could potentially sell property that way and give vendors a different option. And I think as a company, we've always had the ethos of... Um, put your money where your mouth is. And I think sometimes that's what clients think as well. They're like, you know what, if you reckon and you say and you think, then you do it with your money. So I think that's that that's that zero dollar marketing is 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 really important to people because they think, you know, why should I punt punt my money when you should punt yours when you're gonna get the commission in the end? It's yeah. Really and it took time to get traction we were actually having a bit of a laugh about it last night we were you know I remember after six months Mark and I were just going what are we like are we just being fools what do we do we keep doing this with every day media. every day every day with social media and then um one day I walked into a local restaurant and this girl calls out oh my god it's Lisa Novak I love your Instagram and I was like you do <laughs> and then that was kind of the penny drop moment. And I was like, actually, I think this is starting to get some traction here. But it wasn't about that. It was about what can I do? Um, I came into sales guys at 46 years of age. That's not young. A lot of these young guns get into the industry, like Billy, who works for us at, you know, 19, 20 years of age. So I figured I've come in late. And if I'm going to be here 
and I'm going to sacrifice so much of, you know, my personal life, then I'm going to actually nail this. And so I just, but my biggest driving factor was I want to leave a mark in the industry where I've really genuinely helped people. And I wanted to change things up a little bit. I felt that the industry was absolutely stuck in a time warp. I really did. I was like, hang on a sec, nothing's changed in this industry for over 40 years. Not the way people market, not the way they talk. You know, there was so many things there that I just thought this needs, there's stuff here that needs to change. Today's show's got really good flow. Being a Friday, just let Lisa talk the whole time. You do a really good job. You're asking me questions and I'm answering them. Um, with people that are... <laughs> with people that are... <laughs> with, All right, I'm not going to talk. With pe- you ask the questions and I won't give you the answers. With people that are watching um, for over the last four to five years, what was the hardest thing? Like, what was was there like, you know, that, you know, the pursuit of happiness moment where he's in the corner having a cry? Uh, where, you know, where was the part where you just, like, it sort of, it broke you? And I think this is good because it's not just real estate industry. I think people just go through that. But where was it like where you sort of had to pick yourself up and push yourself forward? So I want to answer that with two answers, if I may, yeah. Mark. Um, so yeah. one of them is three minutes. one of them is the moment that I realised that I actually had the capacity to change people's lives. I didn't realise how much of an impact I could have as a real estate agent in people's lives, because so many people are going through so many different things when you're selling their property. It can be a divorce, it can be a death, or it can be because they're in an enormous amount of debt. And so that time when I had made that first um, sale and realised that it had such an enormous impact on a family. So that was a big defining moment. Um, And then the other one was, you know, that moment, Mark, that you were talking about was when um, just trying to block out the noise that I was hearing from You know, a a lot of people in the industry when I first started out, you can imagine I was one of the very first agents that was putting myself consistently in front of a camera and doing these unprofessional raw videos. It was a joke. Yeah. It was a joke. So it was, you know, people going, what's she doing? Like, she's just making a fool of herself. I mean, we just don't real estate that way. And so pushing through all of that because I absolutely believed um, in doing things a very different way, not for me, but for the people, for my clients. I truly believed in it, so pushing through that noise. It would have been pretty embarrassing if you were wrong. Yeah, but I think when you believe in something it's not, yeah, enough, that, yeah. when you truly believe in something enough, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't think that you can be wrong because you're like, this is my way, and who, who are you to question that? So for anyone who's just tuned in, we're talking about Lisa's, uh, the herbs and spices to Lisa from going from 508 in the industry or last in the industry to first in the industry and the herbs and spices. If you've got any questions, feel free to throw them out as well. In, in, um, in five years, like I, I have to say, guys, that when I started out in sales, what, what I said a moment ago, that if I was going to give it a crack, I was going to give it a good hard crack. Yeah. Um, I never ever anticipated that it would be all this in five years yeah I, I truly didn't do you find there's pressure to continue like i was watching um caspian well some uh, doc- yeah, that documentary was, was the other documentary two nights ago 
on a singer and he has a, 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 a Scottish a, singer. Yeah, he has like an Irish. So Irish. Has, he gets nervous and he has like a jiggle and he got more and more nervous as he couldn't produce a number one single. Do you find now that you're holding uh, such a strong position in the industry in terms of volume, do you find like there's now a pressure on that to keep delivering or how does that sit in your head? No, not at all. Um, because I, I, in fact, I feel like it's probably easier now because I really feel like I've got the flow and I know what works and I know what doesn't work. So I just forge forward with what works and it actually gets a little bit easier because, you know, oh, if I put that video constantly onto my socials, that will work. Oh, if I just, just continue to be myself, people actually will gravitate towards that. You kind of, you just know what works and you just keep doing it. It's like a diet or an exercise. You know, we've walked, Mark, for 15 years and people go, why do you walk? Like, well, you know, you guys should be going to the gym. You're still young. And it's like, I know, but we do it and we do it consistently and we enjoy it and we know it works. So just stick to the simple things. Um, in fact, I probably feel like it's a little bit more simplified now. Um, when are you going to retire? I don't know. I'm just getting started. Um, Not for a long what time. Someone in business starting, whatever age they are, um, top three, three-second things. Top three, three-second things. You can't talk for another 15 minutes on one topic. Okay, consistency, as Luke said, that's the number one thing. Um, be yourself. Authenticity. Yep. Two. Don't listen to the noise. I like that. Um, does anyone, anyone have any questions? Simple things, consistency, yeah, inspirate, yeah, all of that. Thanks, um, Tani. How are you? Hey, Tani. Hope you're well. Good morning, Luke. So, um, look, you know, the thing is, is that the, peop the, the, the people do vote. That's it at the end of the day. What I think um, and, and how I do things becomes somewhat irrelevant. I, I, I absolutely need to make sure, and I'm always questioning myself, yeah. do I still love what I do? I question myself. That is a question I ask every single day. And to answer your question about when I retire, when I ask myself that question and the answer is no longer, I love what I do, that's the day it's over. Um, but every day I wake up and I'm going, am I doing what I love? Yes, I am. Um, so... Uh, you know, but the, as I said, I think that the, the biggest thing for me, the biggest kick for me is when I see that I have done something that left a mark on other people's lives. That's the biggest kick for me professionally. I thought I'd get a mention sometime through this. <laughs> God, he gets really funny. No, you said you if, left the mark and then left the oh. mark. <laughs> left the mark Sorry. in the industry and I was hoping actually, I was waiting for something. Actually just on that now that Mark has mentioned yeah. the mark word, just on that I have to say it is absolutely impossible to do this if you do not have a partner. Even if you forget to that mention is supportive. them in the, the whole way along. No, no, it, it, no it, I was asking the questions in all honesty. But it, no, but it is partner questions. But but it is impossible guys because you know you can only imagine if you're doing all this stuff on social media and you're working 15 to 17 hours a day and you've got a partner that's just going what you're late for dinner again and like what is all this silly stuff that you keep doing you're always on your phone if you've got you can't do this so we are we are the same level of craziness 
Um, we are the same level of workaholics and we do absolutely both love what we do. But I have a partner that backs me and that allows me to be able to do everything that I want to do and vice versa, Mark. You know, when, when I was at home with the kids when they were little, you would come in the door at 9, 10 o'clock. It's like, that's just what you've got to do. And I do I do think having um, calling bullshit bullshit is really important. Something that Lisa would do well is... Um, is pro I think as part of as part of doing your volume is um, if it's bullshit you'll call bullshit if it's good you'll call good and you'll prioritize it in order consistently I think sometimes we do stuff in the course of our day and we know that it's not productive we know that it could be done at another time but we do it because we're sort of having a bit of fun with it or enjoying it or something and I think yeah. you can sort of stop yourself in the tracks and say no nah, that can wait that's not important I've got to do something more important than that that's dollar productive so and also another thing I've noticed that Lisa does is um, when you if there's an if there's something awkward if there's an elephant in the room you won't be scared of the elephant you will actually fuck you will bring it forward and just say let's talk about the elephant or these are the problems with the elephant and this is what's great about the elephant and i think that's quite refreshing in the industry rather than just that smiley face and telling people what they want to hear lisa's sort of been on use social media as a segue to sort of discussing the hard topics i think that's been powerful yeah and look, as I said, you know, it's it is it's hard. It is hard to block out the noise. Um, and I will absolutely stand up for what I believe in. No doubt about it. It doesn't doesn't worry me whatsoever. Um, you know, taking on an expired listing off another agent a couple of weeks ago, and they were out of agreement. And I remember they'd presented me with this big long buy list and said, if any of these 100 buyers or their families buy the property off you, will be claiming commission. And I was like wait what and um, I remember throwing it over to our solicitor and saying to her I will 100% fight this if that is the case because you know I, I don't believe that this is right this is not right for these vendors why is this agent doing this and I was like, I will absolutely stand up for stuff that I believe in you've had a lot of I will Aaron, make a noise about it you've had a lot of Erin Brockovich moments Oh, yeah, there's been quite a few. There uh, has been quite a few. Before we go, what's next in your career? What's next? Um, that's a really good question that I should have a really, really quick answer to, and it should be something, you know, really incredible. But I didn't expect that I was going to get to number one in five years on the Northern Beaches. So where do you go from there? And it's not about holding that number one position. It's actually not even about being number one for me. It's just, you know, more of the same, continuing to make sure that I do what I love. Um, I don't know, you know, probably just more of the same. I just, you know, genuinely love what I do. I actually really enjoy public speaking now, if you can even believe that. I was petrified of it two years ago and now I really, really enjoy it. Pushing yourself out of your comfort zone there's that great more quote that. more of that more of that yeah i actually love that pushing yourself out, out of your, of your comfort, comfort zone. zone you know there's that great quote guys that says if you go to the edge you may just fly you know people often think that standing at the edge is a scary thing because if you look down you might fall but if you look up you might just fly so I think that, uh, that that sums things up. Always be pushing yourself. You know, where, there's that tipping point between um, fear and being able to fly. 
And so make sure that you're actually pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. There's a beautiful, beautiful space out there. Can we go out on that? Yeah, do you want to sing to that? Can you say that again? Okay, say that again and we're going to go out on that walk at the edge part. Go to the edge because if you do, you may just fly. <laughs>